Hello and welcome to the Growth Adventure Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Appel. I am excited to be joined today by Dr. Victor Paleo, who is the Associate Professor, Department Chair, and Davy Chair of Risk Management and Insurance at Butler University. Victor, welcome. Thank you, Andrew. Happy to be here. You and I have spoken a number of times, so I kind of have a sense where this conversation is going to head. But first and foremost, I always kind of joke that insurance is an industry that nobody intends to get into unless you're born into it or you stumble into it. Could you kind of share with our listeners how you got passionate and involved with the insurance and risk management community? Happy to do that. I actually like to say there's two ways you get in this business, by family or by accident. So it's just a little bit of a twist on how you tell people, individuals get in the industry. So like you, I got into the industry because of family. My mother was in the insurance industry. She did a co-op in high school with an insurance company called Prudential. You may have heard of them. And um, when she did her co-op with Prudential, she learned about the insurance industry for two years while still in high school. And then after graduating from high school and starting a family, she needed a career. And the only career she knew was insurance. So she started a career in insurance as a producer in 1970. And if you think about the role of women in the 1970s, it was not in a production role. It was in a different role from being a producer, the number one producer in the agency, by the way. She wound up finally owning her own agency before she actually retired. So I have been hearing insurance since 1970 when I was about six years old. So I've been in the business, I tell people, for over 50 years because I started at such a young age. So that's how I got in the insurance industry. And then I went to Florida State University, received my undergraduate degree in risk and insurance and went to work for a carrier that she represented as a marketing director. And I did that. Then decided I will, after trying the carrier side, I wanted to try the agency side, went back into her agency. And then after a brief experience in the agency, decided what I really had a passion for was teaching. I enjoyed teaching the brokers. I enjoyed teaching the clients. And so I went back to Florida State to earn my uh, PhD in risk management and insurance and have been in academia ever since 1994. So I've been in academia a long time. There is absolutely no shame in wanting to carry the gospel of our industry into academia. And that segues nicely into some of the things I know that you're passionately engaged in, which is not just teaching, but also it's kind of, I guess, in the way I would say it is spreading awareness about the industry. I mean, there, I have said many times, the insurance industry is the biggest industry nobody knows anything about. And when you get in it, you recognize how many different career paths and opportunities there are. But unfortunately, largely it's invisible to most people, unless like in your case, or in my case, you know, you've been fortunate enough to have somebody in your life who kind of shows you what the opportunities are. I understand that after, you know, you got your doctorate at Florida State, you kind of uh, were boots on the ground, for lack of a better way of saying that, in in Arkansas in creating access and awareness below the undergraduate level for talented youth. Could you maybe share a little bit about that? Happy to do that. Yeah, we were very, very, and the University of Central Arkansas 
uh, was my third university. My first one was Appalachian State in Boone, North Carolina. Uh, and it snowed 130 inches the last year I survived there. Being from Florida, I don't do real well in the winter. So I went from uh, Appalachian to the College of Charleston. Loved College of Charleston, but we didn't have an insurance program. And I was recruited to uh, University of Central Arkansas by a colleague of mine that I went to grad school with, uh, Dr. John Bratton. And uh, my office at Butler University is actually named after Dr. John. He is my best friend and mentor. Uh, and I've known him since 1989, so that's a long time. So he and I worked together to write some grants through NAMIC, which is here in Indianapolis, that funded a high school outreach program where we actually educated teachers so that they were comfortable teaching subjects in insurance in their personal finance classes. And personal finance wasn't a required course in high schools in Arkansas, but a lot of high schools offered it. So we started with teaching teachers, high school teachers in Arkansas, insurance. So we'd bring them to the university and we'd spend two weeks with them and teach them basically intro to insurance. And they would go back to their high schools and then take that content that we provided to them and teach their students. And before you know it, we had 16 high schools with a semester long course in insurance. And then they went to the Department of Education in Arkansas and had that approved as an official class. Uh, that could be offered in high schools. And the, the reason uh, it's important to have that type of exposure in high schools is so that we have the opportunity to increase the pipeline of new talent coming into our industry. Because you can literally graduate from high school and know nothing about insurance and personal finance. You go to a university, you don't take a class in personal finance or insurance, and then you start to interview for jobs and you see jobs offered by the insurance industry, you've not been exposed to the industry, you don't know about the incredible career opportunities, and you walk away from those opportunities. So our reaching out into the high schools is an important part, ours meaning the industries, reaching out to high schools is an important part of solving our talent pipeline crisis that we're all going through. We, I'm a baby boomer, I'm the last year of the baby boomer. 1946 to 1964. And uh, I've got hope, hopefully I've got 10 more good years left in me before I graduate. But there are a lot of folks ahead of me that have they're retired that are baby boomers and they're and the industry. And I think even your organization and a lot of the carriers that you represent are struggling with finding the talent to replace those individuals that are retiring. And so Reaching into the high schools has been something I've worked on in Arkansas, very, very successful. We actually taught high school teachers, not only in the state of Arkansas, but South Carolina, Texas, Iowa, uh, Nebraska, and Wisconsin. Um, and we always got incredible reviews from the teachers because they, were, they didn't know insurance. And if we're going to ask faculty in high schools to teach a subject, they need to know something about it. And so... Um, and now in Indiana, uh, thankfully, there's something called the Next Level Program of Study and Insurance. That is a statewide option for high schools to ad adopt a two-year program of study and insurance. And now we are looking for high schools that are willing to adopt that curriculum for two years and provide the support uh, with faculty members, uh, guest speakers, as well as making sure that students who go through that career path 
are aware of the additional educational opportunities beyond high school, whether that's through Ivy Tech or whether through its Butler, Ball State, or Indiana State, uh, who also have um, insurance and risk management programs as well. Or they can simply go straight into an agency like my mother did without a college degree. There are positions within agencies that don't require a college degree that pay exceptionally well, that could be a lifetime profession. And so those are the messages that we need to get into the high schools. And so, and, that, and that's consistent with what we're trying to do at Butler with our diversity inclusivity uh, mission of more equitable learning opportunities and environment where we are able to reach into communities that are underrepresented and bring them through Butler into different industries and insurance is just one of those. No, I appreciate that. That's a natural segue because, you know, a, a lot of what you're talking about is awareness, right? We want talented people, no matter where you sit, no matter where you go to school, to be aware of the career opportunities and in insurance. Then it becomes access and opportunity, right? So you were just talking about some of the work that Butler is doing. You know, I, I know a little bit about this, but not nearly as much as you. But there is a, a group that is kind of trying to not just replicate, the success that you had in Arkansas with bringing insurance awareness and education into lower grade levels, but also partnering with institutions like Butler and Ivy Tech and Ball State and Indiana State, and most importantly, employers to then provide opportunity for students who are interested in learning more, right? So I think at this point, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think there are over 50 employers like Gregory Nepal who have raised their hand and said, Absolutely. If there's somebody who wants to learn more, come on in. We'll do an internship. We'll do an externship. We'll do job shadow, whatever it might be to see if this is something that you're interested in. Could you talk a little bit about some of the central Indiana efforts? Yeah, we'd love to do that. And and thank you for, for asking about what this working group is doing. And it's a working group of insurance and risk management professionals. I'm fortunate enough to be one of the members of the group. Uh, there's members from Ball State and Indiana State and a lot of different uh, agencies and carriers as well, trying to solve the puzzle. How do we reach into underrepresented populations, educate them about the career opportunities the insurance industry provides and literally lift individuals from poverty into the middle class. That's what our industry can do. Speaking quite candidly from my own experience, that's what happened in my household. I came from a very low income household and my mother entered the insurance industry. And because of that experience in the insurance industry, she lifted that household from low income to upper middle class. And that's a message that we need to be able to get into the high schools, the teachers, the advisors, the mentors. And the working group has been putting together this group of employers that is willing to bring in these individuals, expose them to the industry and provide them with career opportunities, whether they have a college degree or not, whether it's just a high school degree, whether it's a degree in the community from a community college, or whether it's a four-year degree, and there aren't enough, and something we haven't talked about, there are not enough individuals coming out of the 85 different universities with insurance programs to fill the talent gap that we have in the industry. So I don't care how you get into this industry. I just want you to know about what this industry can provide to you. And it's not a job. 
it's a career. And you and I both know, because <laughs> we've been around it long enough, me longer than you, once you get in this industry, you never get out of this industry. It's like a disease because of so many challenging opportunities that is motivating because you're so engaged in learning. And it is lifelong learning that is actually occurring in the insurance industry. And when people enter this business and they see that, they don't leave. I know very few people who leave this industry for another industry, particularly students who study risk and insurance. So the fact that we have a working group in central Arkansas working with high schools, focusing on career opportunities after high school, after community college, after university, and internship opportunities for high school students, which is how my mother got into the business, so that once they get that exposure and have a great experience, that is just a natural progression for them professionally. And, and this is where I'm going to give a shameless plug to one of the things that I love most about the industry, and I think most people who are in it would acknowledge, which is how deeply connected and passionate about our communities we are. And the working group that Victor is referencing in central Indiana, it is truly a mix of independent agency personnel, academics like Victor, carrier representatives, you know, institutions like the National Association of Mutual Insurance Companies, or NAMIC, as he referenced earlier, who are not just passionate about the industry, but passionate about getting people engaged with the industry. As Victor said, understand that this isn't a job. It is truly a, it is truly a career. And this is also where I'll say, as wonderful as institutions like Butler and many other universities, colleges and community colleges around the country are with having programs dedicated to educating people about insurance, there are opportunities for anyone, regardless of their background, to get in. I mean, I could joke about the number of English majors that I work with who are amazing at what they do. But uh, don't. while I would highly encourage anyone who is interested in it to pursue the academic path of insurance and risk management, it's not a prerequisite to considering this as a career. So I apologize for my soapbox editorializing. Well, listen, and, and while you're, listen, I appreciate you being on your soapbox. Um, and there's also associations that have been involved with the uh, Central Indiana Mission. And I, and I think we need to, to give a shout out also to the National African-American Insurance Association, or NIA, for their work on this working group as well. Um, it's just been, it's been a pleasure to have the opportunity uh, to work with these individuals with us all having the same goal. How do we recruit the future leaders of this industry? And that's a puzzle. And it's not something that people see on television where they say that's a career opportunity. So we have a, a big challenge ahead of us, but I'm thrilled to know that there are organizations uh, willing to step up and to help meet this challenge. And I would respectfully be able to throw your organization and you in there as well, Andrew, for what you guys are helping us to do as well. Well, I, I appreciate that. Uh, you said earlier that uh, you were the youngest baby boomer. I joke that I truly am the oldest millennial. And it has actually been refreshing and surprising to me as I look at our demographic data through our HR system that Actually, baby boomers are not the largest portion of our population, which I think is the stereotype of insurance. Millennials and Gen Z actually represents the largest portion of our population. So it's a great industry. Anyone listening, if you have friends, family, acquaintances, otherwise, please, please, please 
consider insurance as a career path because it truly is a career path. So pivoting a little bit though, to your work at Butler, obviously the Davy program is something that, that I, and many people here know very well and are engaged with in some way, shape or form, but I, could you maybe talk about the, the growth of the program? Because it is now its own standalone program within the school of business, the Lacey school of business, I apologize at, at Butler. But in academic standards, it's actually not that old. Could you maybe talk about the growth of the Davy program? Sure, I'd be happy to. And, and I have to at least help our audience understand where this name Davy came from, <laughs> because a lot of people don't know that. And it was William Davy who provided the funding and an endowment to Butler University to launch an undergraduate degree program in risk and insurance. And most of your listeners are not going to know who he is. So let me just give a shout out to, to William Davey as well. He began his career in the Indiana Department of Insurance. And he, he not only served as an examiner and a chief examiner, but he was also appointed the state insurance commissioner. And he left uh, the Department of Insurance to uh, form Medical Protective Company, which is now Berkshire Hathaway Company. And he and his wife, Bernice, left a significant endowment to Butler University because he saw at that time, he and his wife saw at that time, a need for more universities to educate students on risk and insurance. And if you look at his career path, he was from the regulatory part and from the carrier part. And so he saw all the career opportunities and saw a talent crisis. So this talent crisis has been with us for a long time. It's nothing new. So I want to make sure that people understand that uh, William and Bernice Davey formed uh, the, uh, the professorship of risk management at Butler University, which has provided the funding for us to start this program. So since that money was provided to us and it's an endowment and it partially funds what we do, the program is in its ninth year at Butler University. And two years ago, and we're a small school, Butler only has about 4,500 students. So we're not a very large school, but when you look at all the other universities around the country that have risk and insurance programs, they're large. In fact, we had one playing football here downtown Indianapolis. Thankfully they won. By the way, the other school also. <laughs> Sorry, Alabama uh, fans. Uh, by the way, Alabama also has an insurance program as well. So both Georgia and Alabama have insurance programs. But when you look at insurance programs around the country, oftentimes you see schools of that size. And we're a very small school relative to Georgia, uh, Florida, or Florida State, my alma mater, or a Temple, or a University of Wisconsin. And it was two years ago, business insurance did national rankings, and we wound up being in the top 10 uh, undergraduate degree programs as far as students graduating from our program. And so that's something to be proud of in such a short period of time. And three years ago, we launched our graduate degree, a Master's in Risk. It was the first online degree offered ever at Butler University. And we've been very, very successful. We had 100% uh, retention of our first class. Our second class, we only lost one student because of a career change from one carrier to the next. And the new carrier ha had uh, that individual wait a year before they were eligible for educational assistance to complete the degree. And now we have our third class and we have maintained 100% retention on that. And so to have an online master's degree program is pretty significant at a school like ours who had never done that in the past. And I think that goes back out to being more inclusive. How do we 
provide an education beyond Indianapolis. And we literally could provide online education worldwide. Now, we've not had anybody in the program as of yet outside the state of Indiana, excuse me, outside of the uh, United States. The majority of our students do come from outside of the state of Indiana. So we've done that. We also, this is before I got here, have uh, the first student-run captive that actually writes real risk for the university. We are, this semester, uh, reevaluating the risk potentials, the potential types of risk that this captive could actually underwrite. And the students are engaged in the management of that captive. So the student-run means the students are engaged with choosing which risk actually wind up going into this captive. And I know that your organization is helping us with this project this this semester and trying to decide what risk to actually, what additional risk can we put into this captive so this can be an even better educational opportunity. So between our nationally ranked undergraduate program, even our master's program is nationally ranked, and our captive, those are some unique things about Butler's risk program that I'm very, very proud of. I cannot take credit for starting the captive, but I am now responsible for for being the, the interim chief risk manager of the captive, and I'm on the board. And uh, you have members of your organization that also serve on our board as well. So um, really excited about the future growth opportunities, particularly if we can start to recruit from the high schools and create a pathway from high school to the industry that goes through Butler University, where we are going to potentially help a group of students that traditionally have not attended Butler. And this is those underrepresented populations in the central Indiana uh, area. And looking forward to that, I mean, I think that if you add that to everything else we've done, that's quite an accomplishment for a school the size of Butler. And uh, for our listeners' benefit, I should just add that a captive essentially is an insurance company that is managed and run by the students at Butler. So that's pretty cool and certainly a unique, which can be an overused term, but in this case is accurate situation in higher education. Before we pivot to the lightning round, uh, you, you talked about inclusion, and I would be remiss if I didn't say, as a reference to Butler, when the university was founded, it was one of the few institutions that both admitted women as well as minorities as equal students with what traditionally would have just been a white male space. And I, you know, I understand that President Danko has kind of initiated a few things to refocus the university on on its founding roots. Before we pivot to the lightning round, do you want to maybe share a little bit about that? Absolutely. I think when you look at the, the future of Butler, it should look more like the foundation of our university in 1855 uh, when Avid Butler created a space for everyone to have an opportunity for an education. And now one of our pillars for the future of Butler University is to create an intentionally diverse, inclusive, and equitable learning and working environment. And I think that's where I'm speaking to when we're looking at reaching out to the high schools. I didn't need a pillar to need to do that. But it is nice to know that the work that we were doing in the risk and insurance space is consistent with the Butler Beyond strategic priorities that that have been established 
by our, our, by our board of trustees and by the president of the university. So I'm very happy about that. And for those of you that don't understand what that really means, it's really wanting to recruit, retain, and cultivate students from underrepresented backgrounds and identities to Butler University, provide them an educational opportunity, which is what Ovid Butler really started the school in 1855. So that was its, its mission back then. Um, we, we are back focused on that mission, and I am thrilled to be part of that. Thank you. So pivoting now over to the lightning round, I will ask you four questions. There are no wrong answers, just long answers. So keep that in mind as I ask questions. So the first question is, what would we find on your car radio? Well, you have found on my car radio, XM radio, and the channel would be Pitbull. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Well, there, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I, defying stereotypes. There you go. So the second question is, and uh, I can't wait to hear what this one is. What would we find on your bedside table? My bedside table, well, that's easy. That has AirPod. I guess that's what they call them, AirPods. Yeah, it's an Apple AirPod where I listen to Audible Radio, which is Audible Books. And that's the way I can fall asleep at night because at five minutes into a book, I'm falling asleep. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I appreciate from an academic, I appreciate the honesty that even you fall asleep while you're reading. So, <laughs> all right. So, the next question again, no wrong answers, just long answers cats or dogs? Oh, dogs, absolutely. My favorite dog was my Ziggy Marley adopted, was discovered in a Walmart parking lot and picked up by the Central Arkansas Rescue Efforts. We adopted Ziggy. His name came from the, is a Lhasa Apsa, a little black Lhasa Apsa. His name came from the fact that when they found him in the parking lot, his hair was so matted, it looked like he had dreadlocks. So they named him Ziggy Marley. Well, you can't change a name like Ziggy Marley. And I wanna tell you, we lost Ziggy uh, last fall. But let me tell you, it's the best dog ever. And he was my best fishing companion. Who on earth would think that a, a Lhasa Asa would like to go fishing? But uh, Ziggy would go fishing with me every time when I was had an opportunity to be down at the cabin at the lake. And uh, do miss him and think about him often. He was a great member of the family. So definitely dogs. Dogs it is. And just as a small world, I have a colleague who sits across the hall from me who also has a dog named Ziggy. So <laughs> there you go. So the last question, and this one's a little bit more serious. What is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever been given? The best piece of advice I've ever been given is to listen more than you talk. The goal there is first seek to understand before you try to be understood. And that's the best piece of advice I've, I've ever been given is to listen. Well, thank you. So before we wrap up for our listeners benefit, where could they go to learn more about the Davy program? Uh, you could go to butler.edu forward slash LSB. And then under there, there's information about the Davy risk management and insurance program. So it's butler.edu forward slash LSB. Thank you. And I will also give a shameless plug on behalf of Butler University here. Experiential learning is a huge part of what they do. And if you go to that same LSB, I'm almost certain that you can find links for how you can engage with internship and career opportunities for all students, not just insurance and risk students. So with that, shameless, shameless plug, I just added in there. Dr. Victor Cleo, I sincerely appreciate you taking the time and I've enjoyed the conversation. I look forward to many more to come. Listen, Andrew, thank you so much. I've enjoyed the day. Enjoy. Have a good one.